So guys, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but last episode I said 4 to the power of 9 is about 250 billion, but in reality it's only about 250,000. Oh so my that, god. Um, that uh, infrasound theory is a lot more likely than I led you to believe. Still not Still not as odds. likely as the Yeti though. It was definitely the Yeti. But Brad <laughs> literally referred to you as a robot in the opening for that episode and... You just fucked up your calculations. Yeah, we had to take him in to get service this week. Rewind. <laughs> All right, that was Guns N' Roses with Nice Boys. Nice Boys, don't play rock and roll. Nice Boys, do magic. Welcome to the most magical of all podcasts. <laughs> Brad is a bad person. Today we'll be talking about magic in general, but we'll be mostly focusing on sometimes when magic has gone terribly, terribly wrong. I am your host, Marvelous Morgan, the Mathemagician, and I am joined by Black Magic Brad, aka Abracadabrad, and, <laughs> and Lachlan, the Gilded Genie Glenn, at Lachlan Glenn on Twitter. Thank you. Oh, my Thank God. you. How are we tonight, conjurers? Are you ready to make our female listeners disappear? Uh, I- <laughs> I'm feeling, feeling magical. I'm done already. <laughs> if you don't refer to me as Abracadabrad in every instance, <laughs> like that we interact outside of the podcast, inside of it, I just I'll never be able to live with myself. I was I was trying to decide if Abrad Kadabra is yeah. better or Abracadabrad. Definitely like Abracadabrad. Yeah, the Definitely. second one I could say uh, correctly more often, so I went with that. <laughs> Now, just uh, while we're just while we're talking about magic, and I have a platform in which I can speak to oh, no. the world, you know, it was really not magical. It's the fucking last episode of Game of Thrones. Oh, God damn it, fucking David Benioff and DB Weiss, you can suck my fucking dicks. Eight fucking years I invested in that TV show, and you fucked it up because you want to go fucking make Star Wars. You <laughs> fucking scumbag. You've been so angry for the last two weeks. Welcome oh, to the Lachlan Glenn Rage Hour yeah. at Lachlan Glenn on Twitter for all his rants. Um, <laughs> God, it's very not, disappointing. It's not, I, guess, I guess Game of Thrones is kind of about magic. There's a lot of magic going on in the mm. series. So I guess you could say it's loosely linked. But, you know, let's not yeah, try point. to get too angry and yell at our listeners <laughs> and uh, make them turn off because <laughs> they just hear some crazy person ranting about something off topic. So... Uh, can you guys feel the magic in the air tonight? Or are we feeling a little more, you know, higher spirits now, Lachlan, now that you got that off your chest? I feel I feel much better now that I got that out. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. I, I want to stop hearing about this. <laughs> I want to stop thinking about it. Uh, Lachlan, would you say the last episode subverted your expectations? <laughs> <laughs> it did, because I expected a fucking competent, competently written TV show. <laughs> um, all right, Lachlan, uh... Now that we've got through that, are you ready to say open sesame to a cold one? Oh, baby. It's time to crack open a cold one with the boys. All right, this week, uh, and thank you, Hayden, for the suggestion, I've got a carton dry, which, if the bottle is to be believed, is low bitterness, ultra smooth, and lower carb. Uh, It is... It is a lager. It's 1.2 standard drinks. Uh, 
admittedly, I probably should have looked this up. I don't know where it comes from. I, I assume Melbourne because it's Carlton Dry. Yeah, the uh, CUB brewery, wouldn't it be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so a big one. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop this bitch open. And it is a twist top. It's not one of those ring pull tops that. Um, oh, so you didn't even get the decent one. And everyone complained about the ring pull tops. I don't really know why. Like it, it doesn't. The beer inside was the same. Although, admittedly, they did change from three hundred and seventy-five mil bottles to three hundred thirty mil bottles. Yeah, what's up with the, that? I think they used the ring pull top to sort of disguise the change. So yeah, what's up with a bunch of beer bottles? A changing. bit of a. Uh, a bit of the old uh, sleight of hand bait and switch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, here we go. Oh, that was airy. It's no can cracking. Yeah. But still a good sound, I guess. That's good. Yeah. I like that one as well. Comes in cans. I uh, love a beer in a can. So, yeah, I've right, never um, been a big fan of Carlton Dry, so strong disagree on my part. Well, apparently you're wrong, Brad. Um, <laughs> okay, guys. So we're going to talk about magic. And before researching for this episode, the extent of my magic knowledge comes from number one, Penn and Teller. And Excellent. number two, Breaking the Magician's Code, Magic Secrets, Bigger Secrets, oh, finally fuck. revealed. I what, remember that what show. What a show. What that a show. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was All so right, delightfully we- shit. <laughs> we can talk about that first if you want. Did you guys watch it like at the time when it came out? Or did oh you- yeah, yeah, on yeah, TV. That was, yeah. That, that's a big chunk of my nineties uh, nostalgia. Is that show? <laughs> oh that, yeah, that guy's mask. Oh my god. Did they ever? I, I know at the time a lot of people suggested it might actually be Pendulette, but I don't think it was Pendulette. Nah, it wasn't. Yeah. Nah, it was that dude was Val Valentina. Yeah, that dude wasn't fat enough to be Pendulette. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, at the time for sure. Now he's like an emaciated old man, but. But true, but even still, he's always been six foot eight or whatever he is. Penn's a fucking giant. Yeah, hmm. Penn is massive. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not like they had him up next to a fucking ruler on the show. So. No, he was dancing around like ladies were dancing around him all the time. Oh, I'm got sorry, some, like, ladies freaks. Cool, you know? Got some not Amazons. Really. Not they that literally, it's literally a, like one of the principles of magic is you, you throw the audience off by using like taller or shorter than height people. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, no, I mean, and, that's actually true. Penn and Teller yeah. do that as well. They Like, if a tall girl is, they need a tall girl for an illusion, they bring her out on Penn's side of the yeah, stage exactly. so she doesn't look like a giant. Yeah. Uh, anyway, no, it was this guy called Val, uh, Val Valentino, which yeah. isn't his real name, but uh, it's pretty cool. What? I, I, I understand why he changed it to it. His name was, like, Leonard Montano or something like that. Oh, yeah, that, you, can't, you can't use that on stage. <laughs> I, did, I did when I was researching this episode, you know, obviously looking up, you know, Magic gone wrong. I saw an episode where he was doing a card trick on like a Good Morning TV show. You know one of those things. And he was supposed to pull four aces, and he pulled three aces and like the four of spades or something. Oh no! And then he had to search the deck. (laughs) And I was like, oh! And it was the first time I'd heard him talk, and I was like, oh, okay. That that ruined a bit of it for me. Yeah, when you have the cameras in the warehouse, you can fucking do as many takes as you want until you get the four aces. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, but uh, I actually recently watched the first two episodes of Breaking the Magician's Code because my girlfriend and I were babysitting our uh, friend's kid who's 13 years old mm-hmm. and we were trying to figure out something to watch and I saw it on Netflix and I was like, oh, if he's anything like I was, he's going to love this. Yeah. And he loved it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? It's fucking, it was a great show, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it still it still holds up. I mean, you know, the, the fashion and stuff is a bit out of date, but, you know, 
it's magic is magic. <laughs> hasn't changed that much. No, it hasn't. Um, I'll never forget when they moved the tank. And, like, the big reveal was it's a camera on a fucking thing. And it just, oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, well, you can't do that live. <laughs> That's cheating. Yeah, yeah. They they moved, they hit an elephant in the first episode, though, and they yeah. did that with uh, mirrors. So, that one you could do live. Yeah, that would be sick. It's, it's the wrong kind of magic, though. Like, the... The, well, wrong kind, at least to impress me, because it's the really big, like, set pieces and they're mm. all engineered. It's usually just on TV or in front of a very specifically placed audience. So, yeah. you know that it's just some, like, fuckery with camera <laughs> angles or smoke and mirrors or something to get it work. Up close magic. That's the that's the real. Oh, uh, so you're, you're a big fan of, like, the sleight of hand. Yeah, it's a lot of hand like card tricks and yeah. you know fucking yeah, making me. shit appear out of your sleeves and stuff like that. That's mm. that's the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think that's much more impressive than when yeah you got a yeah you got an audience somewhere back and you're doing yeah. something on stage and basically once you've done it, then you're just kind of doing a play every night or like a theater yeah, show. Yeah, that's right. Night. It's 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 obvious that it's like trap doors or something like that. But when it's just you and a person right in front of you, like you got nowhere to hide. I think that it's all, the, it's all down to skill. I think the stage magic can can be impressive in the the amount of fuckery that's involved. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm sure you've all seen Penn and Teller's, you know, that blast off routine, like blast off, and then it's like it's got Penn. I mean, you know, it's got Teller appearing at different points on the thing, yeah. and when they actually yeah. cut the machine away, you can see he's like sliding underneath the stage, popping yes. out one hand. Yeah, and I've then, seen that routine. You know, his head, yeah. And it's all timed to music, so that's when he knows to pop out. Yeah, I that's think- what I like about Penn and Teller, actually, yeah. is that they they show you, look, it's not actually, we're not actually witches. Yeah. But <laughs> this is how much work we have to put into this yeah. to um, maintain the illusion. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean. Some of the big stage ones can be impressive with how much fuckery is going on behind the scenes. Yeah, like, we've I all think seen it's impressive, get cut it's in half. impressive it's not for impressive a different anymore. reason, though. It's yeah. impressive for a different reason. It's not impressive because you're like, oh, my God, he's actually magic. It's impressive because you can see how much work and how much practice oh, yeah. and how smart they have to be to even come up with that mm-hmm. to be able to get it to look like it's magic. Yeah, I think that some of the stuff that was formerly impressive, you know, like cutting a woman in half or the one with the yeah, segmented when you're, when boxes. You're a kid. Yeah. Well, I mean, like in the like 1800s is now so dated oh, right. that everyone knows how <laughs> okay. to do it that yeah. it's like that's not impressive anymore. So it's lost some of that glamour. But it's all because they it's all be because impressive. they broke the magician's code. That's why. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, all, it's because we have like an education system and everyone doesn't actually go for forty. No, magic secrets. Bigger secrets up. were finally revealed. That's right. In 1997. That's why they made the show. Oh, but, um, shit. You know, you know when you're a kid and you don't realize how uh, on the nose and cringy things are. Yeah. Well, when when I rewatched this, like, oh god, first two episodes, I I was like embarrassed that uh, the kid was 13, so he didn't understand yeah. that it was stupid. But uh, if I was watching it with an adult, I would have been embarrassed at the stuff that the host was saying because this is how he starts the show. Right, I wrote it down. Inside this abandoned warehouse in a location that must remain secret, <laughs> we're going to do something that we probably shouldn't be doing, which sounds like the introduction to a snuff film. Yeah. By the way, but, um, 
And he said, you're about to see one of the world's top magicians break his code of silence and reveal some of magic's most closely guarded secrets. This is not a gimmick. You're actually going to find out how these amazing illusions are pulled off. A warning. If you don't want to know how these tricks are done, you better switch to another channel right now. Oh, ominous. (laughs) I can just imagine that there's like the guild of magicians or something like that that's just like fuming in the 90s. Well, like they this, were. This day, ironically, <laughs> what is it? The um, the Magic Castle, I think it's called. They're yeah, the big yeah, one. Like they're not actually fucking upset. They don't give no, a they fuck. No, they did. A, bu- a of bunch of magicians. A bunch of magicians sued the TV show, bro. Yeah, a bunch of beta magicians. Like David no. Copperfield wasn't fucking suing them. You're giving away trade secrets. <laughs> Can't do that. Yeah, like I said, beta magicians who only have those shit tier fucking uh, illusions to rely on. David Copperfield's doing his own illusions. No one's breaking those. Mm. Like, mm. there's like not all magicians know every bit of magic. That's what I'm isn't, saying. Like, if it isn't David Copperfield, yeah, David Copperfield, the one who uh, made the Sphinx disappear, though, that's exactly the same trick as making the elephant disappear. Uh, I, I actually don't know. <laughs> I'm I do. Saying, I'm I just do. saying. I was giving that- you the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I do. Is so it, it Sphinx it- or Sphinx? It is Sphinx. What I'm saying is that the big ones, the ones who command, you know, money and they've got their own permanent stand in, like, Las Vegas or something like that, they come up with their own original oh, uh, no. tricks. A magician with a permanent show in Las Vegas, that's, like, the end of your career. That's that's when you, you know, that's your swan no, song. No, that's when you've made it, brother. No, that's what they want you to think. Yeah, Britney Spears has a show every night in Vegas. She's yeah. definitely at the peak of her career. <laughs> I said a magician, not a musician. No, no, I I agree. No, you as a magician, you want a Vegas residency for sure. Yeah, a Vegas residency is making it as a magician. No, not going around playing fucking bar mitzvahs for Timmy Goldstein. What you want to be doing is making (laughs) videos on (laughs) YouTube. I can think of a Jewish name, Jonah. (laughs) Jonah Goldstein. (laughs) I apologise to any Jewish listeners. You're like, oh, I gotta think of an Irish name. Oh, Ezekiel O'Reilly. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> <Like>, Seamus McGregor. <laughs> anyway, a Vegas residency is is the peak because you you like they pay you huge money to do these uh, shows. You want to be doing world tours, world world tours. That's right. I. When was the last time you saw a touring magician, Lachlan? Uh, well, that's the thing. They're so rare because no one's that good. No, because no one mm. fucking wants to do it. Checkmate, bitch. Anyway. Um, we'll agree to disagree. The, uh, the the start of episode two of Breaking the Magician's Code, Magic's Biggest Secrets Finally Revealed, the guy <laughs> says, Since we last met, magicians throughout the country have been outraged. They say we did something wrong and have ordered us to stop. Well, guess what? We're going to do it again anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there's no so way that's I, true. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. It's showmanship. There's no way anyone gave a shit about it. Yeah. No, not no, not that they wouldn't have given a shit. There's no way that anyone would have seen the show between the first episode being filmed yeah, and the second exactly. episode being what are you, filmed. What are you talking about, mate? This is it's this like is the 90s. It's like they, it's they, they the magic of television. <laughs> it's like if I said to the audience now, "Oh, our last episode was really controversial," but no one's fucking heard it yet. Like, I only finished editing it a few days ago. No, nah, but it's, it's plausible that a podcast would come out every week, but you're right about well, a big yeah. TV show. Yeah. Okay. You were just wrong all over the place tonight, mate. We definitely <laughs> record the same week that we uh, release, by the way. We, we don't have a big backlog of episodes, so... Well, we could. We could. 
We could, yeah, well, but we don't. We, you know, you guys have ruined it this season anyway because you keep talking about <laughs> Game of Thrones, which by the time the episode airs, it's like six weeks out of date because you're like, oh, Listen, that. <laughs> Didn't talk about anything that was relevant to this season. Lachlan's done I just at least yeah, like, but when it was my opportunity. To this episode, they're going to be like, oh, what Lachlan's talking about the last episode of Game of Thrones. Like, did he just get around to it? Took no, me a long like- time to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and after all that waiting, that's why he's so pissed off. That's right. That's right. Any- anyway, um, this, uh, this masked magician, Val Valentino, uh, he said that he did the show because the internet was about to change magic and he was worried that magicians were complacent and not prepared to change with the times. The TV show came out in 1997, ran through to 1999, and that sounds pretty reasonable because that was about the time when the internet started getting bigger and bigger and people would start posting stuff online like this. So it sounds reasonable, although you could say that he knew the secrets were going to be exposed on the internet anyway, and he wanted to cash in before that. He saw a chance uh, and he- That's probably a good it. point, actually. He probably, you know, forced the ma- magic industry to innovate and, like, revitalize themselves because they would have all it's been just excuse. doing- Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, just doing the same routine <laughs> over and over again. And some of the illusions- very The illusions, some of the tricks that he uh, exposed. Illusion, Michael. Mm, trick is something a whore does for money. <laughs> Arrested Development, Season 1, Episode 1, classic. Um, Oh, shit. (laughs) But some of of the tricks that he exposed are literally hundreds of years old. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's right. Like, we've had hundreds of years where you could only know about this if you talk to somebody who has done it and they're willing to share it with you, or if you have, you know, a magic book or something like that, or you figure it out yourself. But now, because of the internet, which is a brand new thing in 1997- Everyone is going to, like, one person can post it online and then the whole world can know it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the show did get sued, uh, unsuccessfully, I might add, by a bunch of magicians, including a guy named Kevin Spencer, who spent a bunch of money on tricks that now everyone knew how to do. So, he was pissed uh-huh. off. And uh, Andre Cole, who was butt mad that the show was exposing the uh, secret to an illusion that he had licensed out to a bunch of uh, big magicians. And he estimated that it cost him $500,000 oh. in damages that the secret was exposed. Jesus. That's probably not far off the truth, actually, because some some people aren't performance magicians. Their whole career is coming up with um, illusions, tricks, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and selling them to other magicians. I know um, uh, Dynamo, before he got his own TV show, that's what he was doing. He, he created a lot of the illusions. He's um, not a magician. What is he? He just, like, does camera tricks. Dynamo? Yeah. But thank you for interrupting me. Um, yeah. No before he had his own TV show, he was making, uh, coming up with routines for Penn and Teller for a while. Like video editing software? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a big fan of <laughs> No, it just annoys me that there are people like Chris Angel. I watched some Chris Angel clips, and I'm like, this is just so clearly fake. The reactions are clearly fake. You've got paid actors, and yep. you've done some camera tricks. Like, why is this impressive? Like, I guess it's, it's, it, must, it must be targeted to, like, 10, 11, 12-year-old boys. Like, when I was that age, I was watching wrestling and not knowing that wrestling was wrestling. fake. So, they're probably watching Dynamo. Wrestling's not and- fake. 
<laughs> probably watching Dynamo and Chris Angel and like, oh my god, it's crazy. And then when they're a teenager and they're fifteen or sixteen, they're like, oh, I'm kind of embarrassed that I used to watch uh, Mind Freak and I actually thought he ripped a woman in half. Uh, <laughs> but it, would, it turns out it was just a woman who doesn't have legs that he swapped out, which he actually did, by the way. It's very very creepy. I actually watched a movie about wrestling um, last night. And someone said to them, oh, it's all fake, isn't it? And they said, oh, it's not fake. It's just fixed. Yeah. yeah. Are you anyway, watching that new um, one with The Rock in it? Yeah. I, I messaged Morgs about it. It was really bad. I would yeah, Lachlan's going to do a surprise movie review for yeah, us. Yeah, impromptu, impromptu Lachlan's movie review. Is that um, because you're angry at it? Because you only ever care about shit when you're angry at it. No. They're called voxels. <laughs> <laughs> It was. It started it's off. Me, with, damn it! It was written and directed by Stephen Merchant, so I thought it was going to be really good. It had Nick Frost in it, um, but he wasn't. He was only in like the first act, really. He wasn't in it that much. I know. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, the first act is really good and funny, and after that, it's just kind of shit. Yeah. There's no comedy after that, and I was watching it because I thought it was a comedy, and I Are mentioned we this doing to the Morgs. Now, or? I mentioned this to Morgs. Um, it, the rock is featured much more prominently on the poster than what he actually is. Like he's only in two scenes in the movie, but oh, yeah, he totals for about, that'll be 30 yeah. to 30 seconds to a minute of screen time. Yeah, a minute tops. Yeah. yeah. But he's, he's like right on the front of the poster and it was really frustrating. Yeah, no shit. Anyway, what I was saying is I don't trust any magic on TV, like- Obviously, you don't trust magic, but, like, I don't find it impressive because it's just mm. all very obviously, um, like, camera editing and that sort of thing. Like that show that they put on Netflix recently. I don't know if you guys have seen it, Magic for Humans. No, I have not. <laughs> it's just this guy going around doing magic on the street, but it's, like, very obviously all set up. Yeah. That sort yep. of thing. I have it's, seen- It's, um- like, it's, it's interesting and it's funny because he comes at it with, like, a sense of humor, but it's- it's not technically impressive, so I don't find it interesting. I think I think you're right. I think most, especially like with social media, you've got those you know two minute long videos on Facebook or, or yeah. whatever Instagram. Who's that guy? Um, Zach King. <sighs> yeah, that does all those videos. That's, yeah, that's that that is impressive though, because that's impressive editing. Yeah, but it's not it's not magic, and a lot of the time they're <laughs> plants. It's not magic. <laughs> like they're all plants and stuff like that. So it's like. Those are not impressive. It's, there are still shows on TV that are impressive. Like Penn and Teller's Full Last is a great show. Yeah, I think I that's love a it. Little bit different because that's set up. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's still a TV show. No, I mean it's set up in a way that like they can't um, take advantage of editing and camera angles and that. Yeah, sort of exactly. Thing. Yeah. And they also have to explain the the trick to like people beforehand. So that if Penn and Teller bring it up, they know that they're not bullshitting and going, no, no, yeah, we tricked right. you. So that's like right. it's set up to their to their advantage for an honest game, as honest yeah. as you can be as a magician. Um, but it is a really great show, and you always do get a Penn and Teller trick as well, which is, oh, I love it. Oh yeah, yeah, they 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 are the best magicians. Teller is honestly, he's got to be the absolute pinnacle of sleight of hand. Yeah. That, have you seen the one where he does like the like they run through the principles of sleight of hand with the fake cigarette? Yep. Yeah. Oh shit, that is one of the greatest ones. Like pocketing the cigarette in your ear, 
yep, cupping fantastic. smoke and, and using a flashlight yeah. to mimic a lighter. It's, it's just amazing, like, how yep. smoothly he does it. Like, that's just years of experience. Yeah, Taylor's a boss. There's no denying that. Um, do you think this is something, like, where, to us, the layman, Teller seems like he's the greatest sleight of hand of all time, mm-hmm. but... It's, it's like metal drummers, and you're like, oh, Metallica had a really good drummer. And people are like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's nothing. Have you heard of these, like, 12 bands? You know? mm. so oh, maybe, so- maybe from a layman's yeah. perspective. Yeah. But, you know, he is obviously excellent. Well, he's extremely talented. I mean, would I say he's the best that's ever lived or anything like that? Probably not. Like, I don't know every magician. And I don't know who's out there getting off the Definitely more. the best I've ever seen. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think I've seen one person who's probably better than him at Sleight of Hand, and his name's Shin Lim. I don't know if you know that name, but they found him on Full Ass, and that kid is a freak, like a legitimate freak with, like, card tricks. Like, it blows Penn and Teller away every time. They legitimately have no idea. Every time he's come on, no no oh. idea. Yeah. Okay. So, if anyone gets a chance, Shin Lim is he's just a beast at Sleight of Hand. It's ridiculous. All right. Well, um, I think we can all agree that magic is a little bit dorky. Uh, people people often find it lame. I absolutely aren't. do not agree with that. <laughs> I fucking love magic. Okay. <laughs> well, I think um, magic, you know, we've talked about the internet changing magic and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the way it's done. I think the other big change... Uh, which was a, a much slower, gradual process, mm. was the uh, evolving society where people no longer believed in uh, supernatural things as much. So uh, it it turned in from it it turned away from people thinking, "Oh, this guy can actually do magic," to "Oh, this guy's really good at tricking us into you know seeing things yeah. that are yeah. actually yeah. happening." So it, you're going when you see magic now. I think everybody is. Unless you're a ten or eleven, twelve year old boy, uh, everybody is understanding that mm. you're being fooled by somebody, yeah. and that's the impressive part that they've been able to trick you, even though you know that they're trying to trick yeah, you. Yeah, that's a very impressive thing. Yeah, I, I think that's why people have also moved away from the term magician and more to illusionist, because there's that recognition. Yeah, that magic isn't a real yeah, thing. Yeah, you're Illusion right. They don't call a- themselves magicians anymore. Yeah. They call themselves illusionists. Yeah. Western medicine is so cold and unfeeling. It is based on data and stuff that happens in petri dishes in a laboratory. When you want a holistic approach to healthcare, you should turn to the secrets of the ancients. No science can compete with thousands of years of collected wisdom. You don't need a chemical from a lab. You need a plant from a forest. You don't need radiation therapy. You need crystals. You don't need an MRI. You need trepanning. At Ancient Surgical Services and Holistic Alternative Treatments, Hat for short, we refuse to read any medical book written after the Enlightenment. If the Egyptians don't want to know about it, then neither do we. Go to ASSHAT.com to book a consultation with a shaman, herbalist, or mystic. Use code BIAPP to get 20% off chi tests, chakra checks, and leech therapy. I like the ones that call themselves mentalists. Well, that's a different type of illusion, though. That's like yeah, it's like mind reading stuff. Yeah, mind still. reading shit. Like it's a, like a subcategory, but those guys are usually the wankiest as well. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely, two hundred percent. But sometimes if they do it well, it's re- it's it's very impressive as well. But yeah, it, yeah, the ones the ones that I think are the good magicians are the ones that make you come away saying, "Oh my god, how the fuck did he do that?" Like you can't figure out how he did it, even though you know it's not real. Yeah. Yeah. You know it was some sort of sleight of hand backdoor trick fucking thing, but you can't figure out 
by watching it how he feasibly could have done it. They're the they're the impressive ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that are sure. just and not immediately like understandable, and you know, yeah. they're the ones that make you go and Google or YouTube it and see if someone else knows how to do it. Yeah, because you're like, fuck that, fucked yeah. me up a little. And bit. there's always a fucking YouTube video explaining how it happened. There's a lot that speculate. <laughs> Some of them don't actually know, but yeah. Yeah, I, um, and I agree with that, Lachlan. And I think, uh, conversely, it's extremely cringy and embarrassing when there's a magician <laughs> or an illusionist who is trying really, really hard to convince you that, no, no, this one oh, isn't yeah. a trick. This one's actually real. Yeah. I'm actually yeah. doing I'm with you there, 100%. Right if someone's like, saying that magic like, is real, it's I'm done with it. Yeah, mm. at least give give me the respect. You know, assume that I'm intelligent enough to know, uh, you know, the basic laws of physics that you yeah, can't do right. this sort of stuff and just say, like, I'm tricking you and you don't know how I'm tricking you. Isn't that crazy? Instead of like, oh, you know, I actually defied the laws of gravity. <laughs> <laughs> I actually oh saw um, a video years and years ago um, where Penn and Teller were talking to, they were like interviewing Chris Angel. I don't know why. Oh. Um, but Chris Angel said that he actually hates it when people say to him, oh my God, you're, you're actually magic. Like you're a witch or you've got some amazing power because it downplays the amount of time and effort he's had to put into practicing to be able to be so good that it looks like he's magic. Yeah. I, I, I think he has, he, he's very strict on calling himself an illusionist, even though he has like all that you know, religious symbology and all that shit in your show. He's always maintained that it's not magic, it's just an illusion. Um, It's just freaking your mind. He was a wanker. Though, to be fair, (laughs) I'll give him credit for this. He went on a show where someone claimed to be psychic or whatever, and they were, like, making... There was, like, two guys. Was it John Edwards? No, it wasn't John Edwards, but it was sort of the same same sort of thing. And they were going to make a prediction and guess what was in this box based on, you know, talking to the dead. And then Chris Angel was like, you're full of shit. I've got two envelopes. Mm. Um, if you can tell me what's in either one of them, I'll give you like millions of dollars per envelope. Yeah. And the guy got upset at him. And so like, I think he opened the first one and it was some stupid message. And then he's like, challenged him again. Like they had to cut the show. It was on Spike TV. Um, mm. They had to cut the show, yeah, turn right. back. And he's like, I- I've still got one envelope. I'll give you like millions of dollars. What's in it? And the guy wouldn't answer. So he ripped it open and it said 910. And he said it's a reference to 9-11. If this guy was a psychic, he could have saved, saved thousands of lives if he, you know, told someone about it. On <laughs> oh, Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. He went fucking full yes, blown on it. And this was like in, I think, 2002 <laughs> or 2003. So it was still like oh, fresh. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'll give him props for that for calling out bullshit. At least he's being consistent. Yeah, I, I love that when uh, you know people make fun of psychics because yeah. they can't predict the lottery numbers or tragic events and stop them, and they're like, "That's not how it works." Yeah. And it's like, "Well, isn't that awfully convenient?" Yeah, there's that there's that classic uh, classic joke: um, psychic convention closed due to unforeseen circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck psychics and fuck yeah. John Edwards for making people think that they uh, were speaking no. to their dead relatives. He's just preying on um, people's emotions. He's a good cold reader, that's it. And, and even then he's not of, Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. I mean, anyone who believes that he was actually speaking to dead people is fucking retarded. Um, well, the, but- cre- the creepy part about it is they, all these people signed up to be in his audience so they probably had to put in some personal details when they were signing up yeah. like oh, your name and your phone number and yeah. stuff absolutely. so then they're just like obviously you're coming to the show because your husband or your 
dad just died or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. So they could figure that out beforehand, and then John Edwards is up there, you know. Yeah, I think it's pretty well documented that they did background research on at least some of the people, maybe not all of them, and yeah. that he he's just cold reading and. Yeah, that's with, all it with is. some insider information. That's I it. actually saw an episode of Crossing Over, though, where he was talking to the audience, and um, no one was, like, picking up what he was putting down, you know? Like, yeah. he was like, oh, you know, I'm getting this, I'm getting... And no one, no one got it, so it looked like he <laughs> fucked up. But he was like, no, like, I'm, I'm serious, like, I'm getting this, you know, it's real. And then he walked backstage, and there's some chick backstage, and her relative had just recently died, oh. and he talked her through it. Can't make that shit up. <laughs> Oh shit! The uh, the episode I, I, of South Park that they did about John Edwards crossing over was really fantastic. <laughs> the biggest uh, I in the highly recommend it to anyone. Yeah, so it's fantastic. Um, I don't think they're all retards either. I think a lot of them are desperate and sad, which is they oh, are yeah, desperate yeah. and sad, and he's taking advantage yeah, of their emotional yeah. state. I think he's but- more of the shit ball in that situation. Oh, absolutely! But yeah. you've still got to be a fucking idiot to think that he can speak to dead people. <laughs> <laughs> Desperate. Um, all right. Desperately um, stupid. Compromise. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Should we should we move on now? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Before I before I get myself in trouble. Yeah. Before we have to rename the fucking podcast. Lachlan is a bad person. Uh, Lachlan is hot tonight. I don't yeah, know I what's know. going on. He's there. coming in fire. <laughs> yeah, he's not having a not having a good time. But um, we're we're about to. Get into the main show here, Magic Tricks Gone Wrong. But before that, let's uh, do everybody's favourite segment, Ugh. Morgan's Movie Review. Morgan. 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 Morgan's Movie Review. We need people to write in and tell us that it's not their favourite segment. Please. I'm sick of this I think, shit. I am. That's definitely going to backfire on you guys. <laughs> um, okay, so. You would have had plenty this of choices week, this week. <laughs> Between us, my girlfriend and I have a Netflix account and a Stan account. So this week I went on Stan and searched for magic. And the first result was Magic Mike 2012. (laughs) You did not. Magic Mike is about (laughs) a male... Uh, Magic Mike is about a male stripper, not a magician. Although, getting women to pay you to take your clothes off seems like the most difficult trick of all to most of us mere male mortals. <laughs> not not to Channon Tating, though, who looks like a modern-day Adonis with the body of a modern-day Hercules and the nudity of a modern-day Demi Moore. In fact, his first appearance in this movie is a gratuitous butt scene. Sounds promising, right? But unfortunately, Magic Mike never hangs dong like Jason Segel did (laughs) in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, shit. I guess the producers decided that women are still too prudish to enjoy the male figure in its full form. One day, us men will have full equality when we get our very own basic instinct type scene with some gorgeous hunk. But until then, we've got all we've got is the naked backside. I was imagining we'd get some explanation of Channon Tating's stage name, something about him being a former magician, maybe, or at the very least, we would get some bad puns about the magic wand in his pants, something like that. Anything. (laughs) But no, his name is Magic Mike, and you don't need to know why, apparently. I will say this, though. His dance moves were certainly magical. Kids got moves. There's no denying that. Oh. (laughs) 
That's disgusting. <laughs> In terms of the plot, the movie is actually pretty creepy. Magic Mike basically tricks a 19-year-old hunk into becoming a male stripper and supplies him with alcohol and drugs, all while trying to bang his sister. <laughs> it's a pretty dark story when you think about it, so it's lucky that Matthew McConaughey is there to provide some comic relief and try to break his record for his most time saying, all right, in a film. All right, all right, all right. All right. Yes. Five out of ten. <laughs> Five out of ten? Okay. Was, that's fucking generous. <laughs> Oh, god damn. Um, I'm done. That bad? I'm done. Let's just end it here. <laughs> I can't believe you picked Magic Mike. There's so many great <laughs> fucking magic movies, like The Prestige. Oh my god, I was like, I'm certain he's going with The Prestige. He had to. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, you piece of shit. Um, Subverting expectations, right. just yeah. like uh, David Benioff and Demi Watts. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm so looking forward to hearing about the prestige. It just, I'm just so bitterly disappointed. Brad, Brad is <laughs> Don't fucking talk to me. I thought you might do that movie uh, "Now You See Me" with Jesse Eisenberg and uh, Marla Fisher. That's that's pretty good. Uh, I didn't, I didn't love that. Oh really? <laughs> I thought it was great. Love Impromptu them. movie review. Eh, six out of ten. All right, um, so now we're going to talk about magic tricks gone terribly, uh, terribly wrong. All right, uh, Brad, finally do you wanna... something structured. <laughs> Brad, do you want to go first? I don't want to talk to you. I'll go first, but only if Lachlan asks me. <laughs> uh, Brad, would you like to go first? I'd love to, Lachlan. Um, All right, thank you. So this week I, uh, I, I decided I'd look into some knife magic gone wrong. Um, Ooh. And... To be honest, I expected to see a lot of uh, bozos just messing up left, right, and center, but apparently it's harder to find than you'd think. Um, hmm. My guess is that a lot of people who stuff up uh, magic tricks are like low-level people and they're not being recorded or they're at you know house parties or like a work gig or something like that. Just while they're practicing? Yeah, or while they're practicing, yeah. Because um, I was only able to find maybe three or four like big knife-related ones that were recorded or... Or something like that. So the the first one I found was um, it's probably it was about twenty years ago. It was a knife throwing record attempt. Um, so like, uh, you know, the whole throw the throwing knives around the person as close as you can, and the, the oh. actual attempt was as many in sixty seconds as possible. By the way, sixty seven was what he got. Putting a which, time limit on it just makes it seem extra dangerous because they're rushed to try oh, yeah. and yeah. throw as many knives as they can. And th- this guy, uh, it was on. It's called um, this now. No, what is it? It was this morning, I think it is. Uh, it's a British TV uh, show that's still going on now. Um, and it was a magician and his wife, and he ends up hitting her in the head with one of the knives. Oh shit! And he didn't like he didn't kill her, unfortunately. Um, oh, put her out of oh, her crap. misery because she's a magician's wife. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he wow. just like he just semi scalped her. But the the best part, <laughs> right? He doesn't stop. So right, he the show must her, go on. He beans her, and there's still about ten seconds left. So he keeps throwing them, and they're just like tunk tunk. And she is just flinching the entire time. Like before that, she was as steady <laughs> as a rock, like all the confidence in the world. And he just ripped it from her with part of her scalp. Um, wow. Once bitten, twice whoa. shy. Yeah, exactly. So she's like flinching, and he's still throwing down these knives like nobody's business. Anyway, <laughs> it stops, and the hosts come over, and the, there's two hosts, a male and a female host. And one of them runs right over to her and she's just like, there's blood! There's blood! 
And then the other oh, guy's God. trying to keep the show going. So he's like, oh, yeah, she's been hit. But uh, so how many did we get? And the, one of the producers yells out, 67. And he's like, oh, really? No, it was 67. And you see the girl walk off in the background. And she's just got oh. blood running down the front of her face. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Anyway, she was Poor fine. Girl. But uh, yeah, not something I would sign up to do, for sure. Um, <laughs> another variant of that I found was from um, Britain's Got Talent. And it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen, actually. Uh, basically, it's like a, a Scottish father and daughter team went on the show. Um, and they decided to do a knife throwing, you know, segment as well. And it wasn't like a spinning knife board or anything like that, you know, which you've seen in some of your more traditional acts. It was just a yeah. straight up board standing there. Um, except he's dressed like, have you have you guys seen the Lone Ranger? Yeah. Yeah. You know Johnny Depp's character in that? Yeah. Yeah, the raccoon thing. Yeah. Well, this, picture this guy, but he's like a 60-year-old British uh, Scottish guy with a hard Scottish accent, painted in the full war paint, long hair, <laughs> the red bandana, nice. flaming knives, right? Oh, So his yeah. daughter lines up on the thing. And he's throwing the knives down, and they're getting like progressively closer. And then he just hits her in the stomach, doesn't oh, stick, no. falls down. And Simon oh. Cowell, of all people, so you know you fucked up when Simon Cowell's like, "This is too fucked up for even me." Yeah. He's like, "Stop, stop, stop!" And the guy's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." And then his daughter steps in, and she's like, "If I didn't feel safe, I wouldn't be up here." He's like, "He just hit you in the stomach, love. We're <laughs> shutting this thing down." And the, and the whole time, the guy's standing there, just looking like Johnny Depp and Lone Ranger. And it's the funniest <laughs> fucking thing. But yeah, she was fine. Again, unfortunately. Um, oh, she's oh, proud. And then the next one I found was like a Dutch street performer. I couldn't get his name. Um, but apparently he's quite famous. He, he performs there. And he was doing a, an audience. <laughs> no, like he's a famous street performer, but I couldn't get his name. Like, like, like he's well known. Explain, explain your face. This is, this, is a, this is an audio podcast, obviously, but your face when Brad said that. He just fucking looks so pissed off. Well, it's, Tell it everyone might be what's going in on. Dutch or something. I couldn't. I couldn't get his name. No, 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 Brad. He Brad, doesn't Brad, even realize. That's the issue. He doesn't even realize. <laughs> I've been on Brad's back for a while. When he says performer, perform, whatever, he actually says perform, <laughs> like he's fucking dyslexic or something. And I said to him before we recorded this <laughs> that I realized. That there was going to be an opportunity to say the words perform and performance and performing this episode. And please, for the sake of my mind, could he very, very hardly try to say perform and not perform. Because it just fucking eats away at me when someone twists the Queen's English like that. (laughs) And he just said perform and... I didn't say anything. But Who's the autistic one now? My face hey, is telling hey, a different story. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sorry, Brad. You guys are always giving me crap. I wasn't yeah, going to stop you. I wasn't going to stop you, but Morgs had issue. to bring it up. <laughs> Please continue. Um, don't worry about it. She's right. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this one, so I, I think I can finish it. Hey, go ahead. Go, I don't want to fuck up again, so go ahead. Okay, there's this Dutch performer, and uh, he, <laughs> fuck you. he's performing on the street, and uh, there's this chick there, and she's she throws... What is the first thing she throws at him, Brad? It's a fire baton. Fire baton. Yeah, it's like a baton that's on fire. Uh, no worries. So she throws that at him, and it's like spinning, and he catches yeah, it. Yeah, but she throws it and like then, shit, and he decides to go ahead with it. Yeah, and she's got a machete for the other one. And he keeps, like, making jokes to the crowd, playing up to the crowd, like, oh, you know, 
you know, she's a terrible thrower, but, you know, I shouldn't be doing this, but, uh, and like making all these jokes. And then when she actually does throw it, um, he, like, he catches it by the blade and, like, cuts his hand. And yeah, she, she throws it like an absolute spud and it doesn't go anywhere near, but he still lunges to try and get it. And he grabs it by the blade instead of the handle and just cuts, like, all four of his fingers. I heard somewhere that, that he almost cut clean through one of his fingers. As well. Oh, shit. Yep. Um, it was quite the performance. Oh. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm not editing this episode. One of you guys can do it. <laughs> Never listening to this ever again. <laughs> Fuck me. Okay. Lock with you want to go next, or should I go? Yeah, I'll I'll move us on. All right. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, so I'm going to be talking about the. Straightjacket Escape, uh, which was Houdini's signature trick. Everyone knows who Houdini is. Uh, so, you know, have himself suspended upside down by the feet from, like, a crane or a tall building or something in a straightjacket, and he'd, like, reel oh. himself out of the straightjacket in front of the audience. Um, oh. So, so it doesn't sound dangerous to get yourself out of a straightjacket, which is not really, but it's the positions people put themselves in yes that is where the danger comes from so in 2018 pedro volta failed to escape from a straitjacket underwater uh so after spending two minutes in a locked water-filled box uh and we've got we've got video of this which we'll put in the description volta's assistants had to leap in and pull him out uh volta died after going into cardiorespiratory arrest but was able to be revived at the hospital later uh, but he was in front of a, a crowd of like a bunch of kids and stuff, and you can hear them screaming when they re- like because his the whole two minutes he's like struggling <laughs> trying to fucking get himself out of the straitjacket and stuff, and then he just stops moving. It's all part he of the stops, illusion, kids. He just stops moving completely, and because you can see as as it goes on longer and longer, his assistants sort of start getting worried. They start sort of edging towards the box, and oh. and then he stops moving, and they just fucking pounce as soon as he stops moving. Yeah. They're like, oh shit, we got to get him out of there. Well, so that's they like open that, it up. That's because he's dead at that point. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. He, they ruined he the had, trick. He had essentially drowned. Yeah. Uh, but they, they so when, when they revived him, is he like a vegetable now or anything like that? Or? No, as far as I know, he's okay. Not brain damaged or anything like that? No, we will get to some brain damage in a minute, though. Oh, um, oh looking no. forward to it. So, in 2017, we were speaking about him before, Chris Angel, trying to recreate Houdini's classic trick, was hoisted upside down in a straitjacket with a 30-second timer to escape. Um, Now, Chris Angel is notable in that he normally does this with two straitjackets, like he'll have one over the other one, which obviously makes it twice as difficult. Um, (laughs) Show off. The issue was, he's hanging upside down by a crane, he's trying to get himself out of the straitjackets. He started spinning in circles, like round and round and round and round and round. Yeah. And he was spinning so fast and so wildly um, that in the last five seconds, he just passed out. Just oh. from the like the G-force on his brain from spinning so fast, he just passed out, went completely limp. Um, so they took him to the mm-hmm. hospital and he was okay. But against doctor's orders, the mind freak walked out the same <laughs> night. <laughs> and here's a little fun fact I came across. In researching this, Chris Angel is 51. Oh. I, th- I thought he was in his 30s. He is 51 years old. You know what? Yeah. That would make sense. He was yeah. probably in his 30s when he was doing Mind Freak. He just looked younger. 
Well, he dressed like a teenager. Mm, he yeah. definitely dresses. He still dresses like a teenager. I know. God, he's got such a yeah. terrible Nothing's, sense of fashion. Nothing's um, sadder than a guy in his 40s or 50s dressing like a teenager. Mm. So, in Can't 1930, wait. Charles Rowan, a.k.a. Car the Mysterious, attempted a stunt where he escaped a straitjacket while a car drove straight at him. <laughs> I saw this. So starting a, starting a hundred and hundred and eighty meters away and driving at seventy two kilometers an hour, Morgs. If you want to do some quick maths, <laughs> twenty out, meters a second. Yeah. So how how long has he got? One hundred and eighty meters away, seventy two oh, km an hour. Nine seconds. Nine yeah. seconds. Yeah, it's between nine and fifteen seconds, depending on how fast the car accelerates. Um. Anyway, car the vehicle was too fast for car the mysterious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rowan was run over, nearly severing his leg. Yeah. Um, after the dust had settled, Rowan made a statement exonerating the driver of all wrongdoing, and then promptly died. I thought he left. I, I, I thought he left a note, but <laughs> he he had written like a letter he beforehand. Couldn't, he couldn't write a note, bro, because his arms were tied up. No, beforehand, <laughs> he, he never got out of the stretcher. Very. I, this yeah, trick the, when I saw that it fucked me up. That it, how did he fucking sever his leg? Like he must have. Yeah, I know. Ugh. This is in the this is in the 1930s. So I know, it's like, like a, a big really steel thin wheel, yeah. fucking metal cars. Uh, so this trick was actually featured and performed successfully on the recent Netflix show Death by Magic by Roman <laughs> Manikutz. Oh god, it's an interesting show. I watched the first couple of episodes. Is that um, the guy who's got like really? Bleach blonde hair and glasses—is that him? Nah, he's bald. Okay, no, I'm thinking of a different Um, magician. Sorry. He goes around the world like researching tricks where people have killed themselves doing it, and then he'll do it successfully to flex on them and show that like he's (laughs) a better magician. Beautiful. Um, And in the late '80s or early '90s, I couldn't get an exact year. uh, Mike Rosso performed the suspended straitjacket escape with the addition of a burning rope. just for some extra suspense. Mm. But due to high winds, the rope burned much faster than usual. Oh, no. <laughs> and Rosso <laughs> fell 12 metres upside down onto asphalt. He survived but sustained major brain damage. Oh. Oh, so he wish he didn't survive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I saw a video of this guy talking and he's... What, just kneeled down he's to very, very optimistic about the fact that he's still alive. I'll give him that. Uh, and this oh. this trick was reenacted on the TV show Rescue Nine One One, hosted by William Shatner. Oh, there you go. Oh, very yeah. interesting. <laughs> and just just in case anyone does find themselves in a straitjacket uh, to escape, you want to get your left arm up over your head. Once you've done that, you're pretty much free to undo mm-hmm. all the buckles through through the sleeves. Yeah. And this guy who um, fell on the asphalt. Yeah, Mike Rosso. Um, yeah, is is his trick going to be featured in the um, <laughs> Netflix show Crippled by Magic? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking dark. <laughs> oh, Death by Magic as well. Uh, <laughs> wait, at um, least they're not dead to see themselves shamed. I mean, not alive oh, to see themselves shamed. <laughs> good God. <laughs> okay, so should should I go look on, or do you have anything more to say about the straight jacket escapes? Uh, no, go for it. Okay. Um, I'm doing the bullet catch, which mm. is the trick mm. where, uh, somebody has <laughs> someone shoot a gun at their face and they catch the bullet between their teeth. So, oh. as you can imagine, 
This is not vain. Um, <laughs> too kind to magicians. Um, I've heard 12 magicians have died during this, but oh, on yeah. a David Blaine special, uh, the guy said in the neighborhood of 20 magicians. So I've, I've got a few particular stories here, Whoa. but, um, you know, as the method, as the method evolved during the years, it's, you know, become sometimes more safe, sometimes less safe. So, um, Chris Angel, the man himself, claims that there is an unaired performance of him doing the bullet trick that the A&E network refused to air because it was too believable. (laughs) (laughs) Too real, man. (laughs) He claims that um, they were worried people would think it's actually possible and uh, try it themselves. There are a lot of stupid people out there. So uh, this guy, Professor Adam Epstein, used to load a fake bullet with his magic wand, and one night he was banging hard enough for the bullet to break off a small piece of his wand in the barrel, and oh, uh, no. when the blank was fired, a piece of the wand came out and got lodged in his head, oh. killing him. Oh, oh, shit. Ain't so smart for a professor after all. <laughs> <laughs> that was back when they had to, like, pack in yeah. the gunpowder and the yeah. wand and stuff like that. Um, Madame Delinsky a female math magician. Math magician, yes. Okay. Uh, she was killed by her dude who accidentally loaded a real bullet into his gun. Accidentally. Uh, accidentally. A, f- a fatal mistake. If <laughs> it How was, do you uh, accidentally have a real uh, bullet when wow. you're doing a magic show? This is the thing. It, it was 1820. And, uh, <laughs> he, she was- he straight up murdered that bitch. <laughs> well, uh, Madame Delinsky was pregnant, meaning this was the first and only double death. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, the act was a death by firing squad routine with six riflemen, uh, which just goes to show you that you can't manage six people at once. One of them is bound to fuck it up <laughs> because he's an idiot and didn't listen to you. So, basically, they all had a real bullet, and they all had a fake bullet, and he just put the wrong one in, because he's a fucking oh, idiot. Why God. would you give him real bullets? Just give him only fake bullets. Oh, they're trying to show that it's real and blah, blah, blah. That's you worse than a real that. firing oh. squad. In a real firing squad, they only give one person the real bullet, so no one knows who shot him. Yeah, I did think it was ironic that she, <laughs> the routine was a death by firing squad, and it ended up that five people shot blanks at her and one person shot <laughs> <laughs> Uh, This guy called Arnold Buck was killed in 1840 when he invited a volunteer from the audience to (laughs) to load a gun and shoot it at him. Now, uh, he gave the audience member a blank, but the guy decided to chuck in a few real nails into the barrel. Why? (laughs) It's a fucking maniac. What the fuck? (laughs) I'll I'll uh, show you, magician boy. So Arnold Buck died from a severe case of nails to the face. <laughs> Nailed him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, this is the last one I'm going to talk about, and this one is actually my favourite. Believe it or not, no, after okay. all this yeah. All right, Chung Ling Su. <laughs> <laughs> I know this one. That's racist, Brad. Who's <laughs> Chung Ling Su, whose real name was William Ellsworth Robinson. Yes, this is why I love it. <laughs> what the- was was a Scottish American <laughs> pretending <What>? to be. <laughs> he 
He was a Scottish American <laughs> pretending to be a Chinese Chinaman. Uh, cultural appropriation. You, you have no idea. You've got to see photos of this guy. Like Don't let this leak on Twitter. He had the we'll like the long ponytail at the back with the hair just at the back of the oh, scalp. God. He, he went full teeth? blown, full blown. <laughs> well, um, this this was not merely a stage name either. He was fully immersed in the character and convinced people he was actually Chinese. He even came up with a fake tragic backstory about his parents dying when he was a child and a Chinese magician, magician taking him in and teaching him ancient Chinese magic mm-hmm. tricks. Chung Ling Su was a very successful magician. He traveled around the United States and Europe, dazzling them with his apparently mysterious oriental magic. <laughs> he <laughs> he often did the bullet trick as part of his act, but one night he was actually shot for real. Now, this guy had a custom-made musket with a second barrel underneath the main barrel. A real bullet was always loaded into the gun, but not shot, and instead a blank was fired from the lower barrel. It's genius, right? Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> nothing could ever go wrong. <laughs> on this one fateful night in 1918... Some extra gunpowder in the main barrel sent the very real bullet firing at Chung's abdomen. Mm. In public, Chung Ling Su only spoke in broken English with a heavy accent, heavy Chinese accent. <laughs> but after he was shot in the chest, he yelled out in perfect American English, Oh my God, something's happened. Lower the curtain. His, his fake persona as Chung Ling Su, the marvelous Chinese conjurer, was over. As was his life, he died from the injury the next day. <laughs> they both died that night. I think the key takeaway here is Ugh. if you're going to do the bullet catching trick, don't have real bullets anywhere near the fucking gun. Just mm. use blanks. No, but you need the why danger. Would you, uh, why would you have real bullets? That is <laughs> retarded. <laughs> it adds to the suspense. There's someone in the crowd. There's someone in the crowd who actually knows about guns and stuff. You get them up to the stage and they're convinced now. Oh. You just shoot from the lower barrel. That Sprint. is... Jungling right. Sue. While we're talking you. about magic gone wrong, I just want to... I, I just got a special mention. Uh, yes. So, uh, just an honourable mention to Roy Horn of Siegfried and Roy, who <laughs> got mauled by Manticore, the famous Bengal tiger in their show. <laughs> Uh, while performing, Manticore decided he'd have had enough of this captivity shit and lashed onto Horn's neck, dragging him across the stage <laughs> in front of the crowd. Uh, despite leaving Horn partially paralyzed and unable to speak properly, he insists that there was no ill will and, to this day, refers to Manticore as his blood brother. <laughs> I saw, saw in an interview he said, yeah, I had his blood, now he's got my blood. What? Did he bite the tiger first? I guess so. I would say that he what fucking the fuck started it then. <laughs> God, does that get Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if we're doing special mentions, I've got a special mention. Okay. Uh, for, for Kristen Johnson, a.k.a. Miss Houdini, who was performing an underwater escape similar to that of Houdini's at an Oklahoma Thunder basketball game and passed out due to hypoxia and had to be oh. <laughs> ripped out of the water. She survived. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, but yeah, she she traumatized a whole bunch of kids and people that day. <laughs> like it's literally the halftime of a basketball game, and they've got this big tank in the middle of the thing, and she's like the and the video. If you see the video, she's writhing and twisting in the water, and then she just goes bolt straight and seizes up. Yeah, and because yeah, she had a seizure essentially, and then passed out. 
and this guy, this one guy, just runs over there, rips off the locks, pulls her out, and it's like dragging her, out, and no one's helping him. And it's like an eight foot tank, so he's like trying to pull her out while off the ground. Ah, oh, they they um use that in uh that movie. Now you see me. Actually. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I think sure. it was inspired yeah. because she's a redhead. Yeah. Chick, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, there you go. Definitely. Yeah, then. they both look very similar, her and Isla Fisher. So, um, yeah, but it- <laughs> What's her name? I, I, I said Isla. It's Isla Fisher. So, <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> anyway, what a, what a, what a performance. <laughs> Thank you for saying performance. <laughs> I thought I'd get one of them wrong. I think he was trying to stand wrong and he said it no, 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 yeah, wrong. No. So, it came out right. <laughs> I don't want to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> I want to live on this planet. That's how I felt after the magic microbe. Uh, <laughs> shit. Right. Actually, I watched Magic I watched Magic Mike on a stop, Friday. What the fuck are you talking about? I watched it on a Friday, and last night, Shannon and I were thinking of a movie to watch, and I was like, I, sh- I should watch the second one oh. and make it the first ever double feature. <laughs> What's the second one called? It's like XXL or something. Yeah, it? Magic yeah, Mike XXL. Called, why isn't it called XL? So the third one could be XXL. Oh, damn it. Anyway, these are the questions I would have answered in my Magic Mike XXL movie review <laughs> coming next week. But <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> nah, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't watch it. Couldn't watch the second one. Ugh. Saved you from that, Brad. So oh, appreciate you're actually it. lucky. Appreciate it. Oh. Um, all right, Brad, do you want to take us out with some uh, Brad's power Oh, I would love to. Power rankings. Oh, Ooh. angering up my blood again. Yes, I know. You want to be <laughs> angry for this one. <laughs> oh, God. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I've said some horrible things in the past, so <laughs> let's just get going with it. Um, <laughs> this week's power rankings are the top five worst magicians. Oh. All right. Skipping okay. in theme with the episode, so... <clears throat> I will be starting at number five and working my way up to number one or down. So down. number, you're going down. Yeah, down. So from five from to five. one. So, so five so is a bad the, magician. Five's the best. And one. Thing. No, five is the worst magician. What? Is one the five worst magician the of worst. all time? Yes. Worst of all time. You said five's the worst. No, sorry. I'm starting at five and working to one. <laughs> one being the worst magician. Okay. All right. So five's the so best. So five's still really bad. Yes. Five's still really bad, but not the worst. Okay, so number five is not like fucking David Copperfield. No. No, okay. they're still bad. All right. All right. Please continue. <clears throat> Rolling on in. Number five. Spencer Horseman. This idiot decided that drowning once wasn't enough of a thrill. <laughs> so he went back and did it again. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Within the space of a couple of months, this utter psychopath drowned himself twice doing the exact same illusion. <laughs> Any kind of water-based illusion... Is only for sociopaths that should look forward to their inevitable water- watery graves. <laughs> Seriously, there's video of it. I've got leaks. I'll show it. He literally did no. the same attempt no, that. twice in like two months and drowned himself each time. The if second time was in front succeed, of people on a street try, in New Jersey. Again. And his like limp body has to be dragged out of this water box. And it's just oh, oh my God. God. fucking horrifying. Um, number four. The illusion went perfect. I don't know if anyone's heard of this, but it's nah. David Martin. He uh, appeared on uh, America's Got Talent. And if anyone hasn't seen the Got Talents franchise before, I don't recommend it. 
<laughs> that being said, it's a haven for idiots to make a fool of themselves for our viewing pleasure. I recommend you Google David Martin or the phrase, the illusion went perfect right now. Good. Now that you're back, I'm sure you'll agree <laughs> that David Martin's attempted illusion wasn't fit for a three-year-old's birthday party, let alone national TV. On the plus side, <laughs> I don't think he's worked since. So, okay, it, it was terrible. He He's doing the, the box illusion. Um, yeah. And not only is the body in the box quite obviously not a body, but a shirt pinned to a black screen. (laughs) In the middle of the (laughs) they pull the body over and the black curtain where the girl's standing behind falls down so you can see her body. And then (laughs) he pulls the screen back up, pushes the thing back over. And then when asked by the judges, or when I think it was Piers Morgan actually said, so you made some mistakes there, he goes, the illusion went perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he was laughed off stage. So yes, one of the worst um, magicians of all time. Number three, oh, sure. Marcin Polonioiwicz. He's Polish, so I apologise for any Polish listeners. I butchered that last name. Um, <laughs> the only thing that ends your career quicker than making an utter fool of yourself on TV, a la David Martin, is doing <laughs> that and injuring a TV host at the same time. Oh, Marcin was attempting the old crush the bags with knives or nails in it trick. Unbelievably, on only the second of four bags, he managed to impale the TV host in the hand. Oh, God. Not only that, he mixed the bags. You can see it. He He turns away from camera and doesn't even mix them. He just pretends to mix them. He knew the positions of the bags the entire time. <laughs> no one else mixed the bags like they do in the illusion. He fucking mixed the bags. <laughs> I hope this guy went back to what he's doing, what he's good at, which is bagging groceries at the Polish version of Safeway. <laughs> because he's a fucking terrible magician. Alright. <clears throat> I'm starting he to get fired the, up now. I'm feeling I'm feeling angry at these ones. He puts in the, the knives in the bags that Safeway's standing up though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> Is Janaka Basanayake, which is um, Sri Lankan. So again, Franklin listeners, we've got a few of them. I've uh, I've butchered that. I apologize. <laughs> That's true facts. Yeah, true facts. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure we've all heard of David Blaine. Yeah, dude is mental. I bet no one has ever heard of Janaka, the Sri Lankan magician attempted to up Blaine's feat of staying buried alive for over seven days. Oh no! Blaine had an experienced team. Janaka did not. Oh, no. Blaine had food and oxygen. Janaka did not. Oh, oh no. Blaine emerged victorious. Janaka <laughs> did not. <laughs> oh. I'm convinced that this was a cheap way to get a quick burial. Because <laughs> anyone with half a brain could tell this was not going to work. Oh. Oh. Who can blame him, though? Oh. Sri Lanka's shot. Apologies to our Sri Lankan <laughs> listeners. Sorry. Shout out to our Sri Lankan listeners, <laughs> and then you just tell them how bad their country is. I'm sure they know how bad it is. <laughs> oh, Brad, you're such a dickhead. Getting buried alive is like legit uh, nightmare fuel. It, and just because, I mean, I'm trying to be funny with this, so I don't want to give too much detail in the thing, but essentially he, he got buried three metres deep, which is, it was a timber box, and just with... Like three meters of 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 dirt and sticks, and he expected to stay in there for seven days. And after like seven hours, they decided to dig him up, see what was going on, and he was just very much dead. 
Number one. Number one. Joe Burris. I don't know if you guys came across Joe Burris when you were doing some research. No. Um, but I'll never know what Joe Burris was thinking when he poured seven tons of dirt and cement on himself in a flimsy plexiglass box. Oh, God. <laughs> it certainly couldn't have been, this is going to work. <laughs> <laughs> on the plus side, his attempt at a buried alive stunt was the definitive guide on what not to do for David Blaine. Oh. Additionally, as his whole family was there watching, they knocked the funeral out pretty quickly and she... <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, that's my power ranking. All right, well done, well done. Thank you, Brad. Um, there's a video of Joe Burris' death, and it is horrifying because... The hole is full, like literally full to the top with cement, and then I you see like it, it just drop like four feet down. Oh no! Yeah, um, Mike and Don. Oh. <laughs> F in the chat. F in the chat. Yeah, let's get some Fs for our magicians who killed themselves. Yep, I trying to achieve. You look at this fame. plexiglass box as they're lowering you, and it's like quarter of an inch thick. It's not even. And That's they not putting, very thick. Yeah, they were not putting... It's like you'd see like out of a fish tank or something. They should have got Lachlan here. He knows mm. all about burying rectangles. Exactly. <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Throw back to episode two. Do say premise. Um, yeah. Essentially, they're, they're right. just nowhere near thick enough. It was ridiculous. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. Um, we love all of our fans from all countries in the world, especially the subcontinent. Um, thank you all for listening. This was a totally magical episode, <laughs> and we're glad that we could uh, trick you. <laughs> trick you into continuing to listen to this fucking piece of shit. Oh, <sighs> uh, wow. Well, sincerely, thank you for listening, because if you've made it this far, I don't know, there must be something wrong with you. Uh, <laughs> please subscribe to Brad is a Bad Person so that you can get all of this bullshit as soon as it comes out. You'll hear our episodes straight away uh, rate and review us on iTunes please that really helps us out gets us exposed to the world um, you know we can get those Sri Lankans on board uh, <laughs> follow us on our social media we're on uh, Twitter Facebook Instagram there's also a subreddit you can uh, jump on there interact with us you know tweet at me at Lachlan Glenn uh, I'll, I'll reply to you I've got nothing better to do it's true you can find Find links to all of that shit, all your subscription options, all our social media on our website, bradisabadperson.com. You can also get in touch with us on there if you'd like to. Speaking of which, everyone who voted no to us doing an episode (laughs) on furries. Thank uh, you. First of all, fuck you. You Thank you. I love you. Hate-filled, king-shaming. I did not rig the poll. I've run a clean campaign. Secondly... You owe us an episode idea now because we got nothing. So you got to vote a fan gotta, appreciation episode. You got to hit us up. <laughs> tell us what you want us to talk about uh, because there's only, only so many ideas knocking around in these heads of ours. <laughs> uh, and finally, uh, when is it? Next week, uh, the twenty eighth. Brad and I are going to be at the last podcast on the left show in Melbourne. I know we have some uh, fans in common. So, uh, come come try and find us. Come say hi. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be happy to have a chat to you. And anyone who comes and touches Brad's face, I'll uh, get your details. I'll send you a mug. Wait, what? <laughs> that was not discussed. 
Peace out. I don't want people touching my fucking face. <laughs> it's a compliment. Yeah, no. That's right. No. No one touched my face.